Welcome to NDG Winnings, Season 6, Episode 1. We're back. NDG Winning, where Dave and Adam talk about NDG and the world that revolves around it. Adam, S6E1. It's been, it's been almost a year. People are turning into skeletons waiting for a new episode. <laughs> I know, but I know. Here we are. I know. And, and you know, over the past year, I've noticed on a lot of the uh, NDG groups on Facebook, you know, NDG Living... Thrive NDG, NDG Deals, um, NDG Parents, and even NDG Winning, that people are posting pictures of beautiful sunsets and beautiful sunrises for the past year. And I don't know if it's because of climate change. We'll be getting to that uh, in a little bit with our special guest. But maybe it's also because it's been a full year of having uh, Gracia Kasoki Katawa as uh, our new mayor, of NDG. I think one year to the day or almost to the day. So welcome. Thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, great Thank to see you. Thank you very much for having me again. After one year, almost one year, remember? Because yes. at this time last year, it was recounting and everything. So I was sworn in on November 27th, exactly. Yeah, we were, we were in the middle of the Georgia recount. <laughs> <laughs> right here in NDG. So Look, it's been just about a year that you're in office. Uh, it was there was a lot of drama in and around the election, and now you now you're in the the post of mayoress. You you're 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 leading the borough. Tell us about how it's been this first year. Tell us about what it is to step into politics, to uh, uh, connect your dreams and visions with uh, with the the bureaucracy, with the, your fellow elected officials. Tell us about what's going on, Mayor Gracia. Yes, oh my God, it's one year already, but, but at the same time, we feel that we've, we've done so much in one year. Maybe it's things that the population don't always see, but uh, one thing that was really important for me when I, when I came into um, my position is to make sure that uh, we rebuilt um, relationship of trust with the civic uh, servant we say or public servant yeah. so uh, I can tell you that we are really we really have a, an effective and, uh, and and trusty relationship right now um, we I, I, when I started I met with all uh, the, the functionaries mm -hmm. and uh, and right now because of the pandemic I was not able to go to on the ground to see the col bleus I don't know if what yeah. is the col bleu in English but blue, co blue, blue color or col bleu yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly so I'm gonna make sure that I go see them as well. It's something that I want to do really every year uh, because on, I, I've said this before and it's still true. So the human resources are the most mm. important resources in any organization. So it was important for me to um, meet them and make sure that we set a really a, a trust, trustworthy relationship, mm. I think we yeah. say. So, um, so we've been working really well together and we've been put, we, we've been, we put in place things that are really important Maybe not sexy that we're not gonna see in journals, mm -hmm. but things like strategic planning. We uh, we also working on the plan local déplacement. We are also reviewing all our reglementation d'urbanisme. Sorry, mm -hmm. the bylaw regarding urbanism. Yeah. Uh, so we, it might. So it's not sexy, but it's important. The mm -hmm. strategic planning, for example, we did it with the uh, civic servant, with the all the elected officials. We did uh, what we call a local poll, so we're all together thinking of. But what are the challenges and what could be the solutions? 
um, and we consult the population. So mm. we never, at Codenage and DG, we never consulted as much as we consulted this year, not only for the strategic planning, but also for the, the plan local de déplacement. So I'm really proud of that because right now we all have um, co common vision uh, of where we're going. And this is really important because now I don't have to tell the civic servant that, you know, ecological transition it's really important for us we want a, a borough that it's more green and we want to plant trees people know that because of the strategic planning that we have right now so they could have their own initiative to make sure that we reach that goal so that was something that i'm really proud of that it was really important and we did together with the population the elected official the civic servants so i'm really proud of that for example so um now that that is set sorry i'm talking a lot i'm gonna let you ask no that's, that's, good. that's what you're here for that's what you're here for we want to hear you it's been a year you. so it's okay yeah yeah but you know uh I, I, we were talking about the importance of being you know the responsibility of being of being a mayor and the importance mm -hmm. to be um to listen to listen to people so i feel that we're able to do that um I really feel the responsibility now uh, being a mayor because one thing that really marked my first year is that I realized, well, I have to take decisions. You know, sometimes you have opinions on things, mm -hmm. but when you are a mayor of a borough, you need to decide. You need to listen to the different point of view. You need to understand what are the, the challenges. But at the end of the day, with the, the borough council, um, but a, a lot, a lot of time with the director of the borough you need to decide and that's an important responsibility and for me being able to listen to people what to, to see what is the challenges i could orient a, a bit the way we the way we do things so um so that that, that was an important part of my first year i would say so that's making right. sure that we take responsible decision and that we listen to people that's that's great that's uh, a lot a very nice bilan um I have two quick questions that come out of what you were just telling us. Yep. One is, and the strategic, about the strategic plan, I think we all saw the questionnaires mm -hmm. coming around on social media and stuff, which is excellent. Was there anything in the strategic plan process in terms of the feedback you got from citizens that surprised you? I mean, we were surprised, surprised how much we knew what the challenges were. So, for mm. example, the first, the most important challenge that people point out is housing, mm. and we, we like, we had a sense, you know, we knew because people were talking to us about it. Uh, the, to to be able to have a roof over your head is something that is so important for your mental health, for a lot of things. So we knew that this was important, but people really stated that in the strategic planning, it came out. Um, really as, a, as the most important issue that we have in our borough. So, yeah. um, so, so no, it's, it's maybe it sounds unfortunate, but I'm happy that we oh. were able to, um, we are really, how can I say, we understand our population well, I would say, you know, that, that, so that. we were able to, to see yeah. Uh, the challenges coming and people confirm to us that those were the most important that's, challenges. Uh, that's wonderful. I mean, it means that your yeah. administration has already channeled the population's interests even yes. before consulting them. Last quick question, then I'm going to hand it over mm. to Dave. I know Dave has some questions. Um, the previous administration voiced a concern to us on our podcast a long time ago that they, mm -hmm. had, they had a hard time getting information from the civil servants. You mentioned that you've reestablished the rapport with the civil servants and you've created this atmosphere of collaboration and partnership. 
Yes. Do you have difficulty getting information from your staff? No. And I don't, I can't, you know, I don't know what, ha I mean, I know like everybody mm. else, what was written in the media, but I don't know what happened really. But I would say that we share uh, information from one way to the other. So when I have information in the, you know, the political sphere, I would say I share it to with mm -hmm. the, the director of the borough because sometimes he, have a, he has a part of the information and with all the information that we have, we could take better decisions. So that's how we see it really. Nice. Um, sometimes, you know, things go so fast. Yeah. Uh, in the in terms of the number of decisions that that we need to 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 take, so sometimes um, sometimes maybe you know uh, they they forgot to send me an information, but it's not something that was done on purpose right. because there's so many things happening. Nice. It's happening fast, and I would say as a mayor, I'm always telling them, you know, what is the what is the the the, the earliest time that we could have this done, you know? Mm. So I'm I'm pushing them a bit. I know that my chief of staff is she's trying to <laughs> hold me a bit, but. Uh, but I understand that things are going really, really fast and we have really a great collaboration. Nice. Um, you know, speaking also, I guess, of um, the past year. So what's it like leading and chairing the borough council meetings? I, you know, they're, they're sometimes intense, contentious. Like what, now, that you, now that you're, you're on the side of, of the, the politician and you're leading the borough. So what's that been for you? How's that experience been? it's something that is it's been difficult i mean it's a challenge i would say and now that we did the town hall with the the, the mayoress mm -hmm. of montreal i thought that what was uh, maybe uh, that the thing that i was finding hard is maybe to you always want to give the the right answer to the people so that's a pressure that we put on ourselves mm -hmm. on but really i really it, it was really fun for me to be at a town hall with the mayoress so mm -hmm. Simply to answer the question of the population is something that I really appreciate because, you know, we think a lot about them. So I appreciate to be mm. able to give them answer, to take their feedback and, and you know, to give that to the service, civic servant. So I understood after the town hall that what I found really hard, it's all the political game, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, that, that happens in, in, in the borough council. But uh, it's something that I'm learning. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not because I find it difficult that it's something that is mm -hmm. bad. I think I just need to learn. Mm -hmm. um, there's many people, some people who are coming to our council who've been there for a long time. They've been coming mm -hmm. for a while. They've seen things at those councils, you know. <laughs> uh, and, and I would say maybe our council are really boring compared to what happened maybe in the past. And, <laughs> and I'm happy about that <laughs> because I'm happy that we're really able to concentrate on the question of the people, uh, you know, the, a borough council is the aim is to one answer questions yeah. of, of the citizens and to take important decisions for the citizens. Right. Sometimes we vote millions of dollars mm. of contract in those yeah. in those borough council, so we should be focusing on that. Yeah. Um, uh, and I'm happy that we're able to do it. So, um, in regards to the collaboration with the other elected official, uh, we are we spoke to each other at the beginning of the mandate mm -hmm. and we say you know what we want to be a borough council that is able to inspire people um and maybe leave behind you know yeah type of politics that doesn't inspire people so hopefully we're gonna be able to keep working on that uh all, all of us honestly i'm not I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not saying one one party and an other an uh, other party but um I would say we're still working on it. The collaboration outside of the borough council, um, you know, I'm able to collaborate with mm -hmm. with, with uh, the different elected officials. We we have a way of working with my chief of staff and 
we have staff that is dedicated I, to every elected official, actually. So I give them staff mm -hmm. even to the opposition. So uh, we're trying to establish a way of, yeah. of collaborating uh, in this political context that is not always easy. So and I'm sure that they have like a secret handshake or not if someone asks, oh no, him or her again, or like they'll, they're sure they so. <laughs> so, you know, talking about the, uh, the town hall you had uh, with uh, yeah. Mayor Plant, so one of the one of the topics that you were there was a big focus on the environment, um, yes. the Um So you know, I'd like to maybe focus on the environment for a bit. Um, let's start right away with the the Terrebonne bike path, which well, is part of the Isovelo. Yeah, it was a big NDG issue over the years, um, and uh, I was happy to see that it was reintroduced. Um, so maybe talk about it. Uh, what what would make it different this time, and why do you think this time it's going to work, and how is it going to work? Data and communication. Uh, last, when I was uh, campaigning, I think most of us who were campaigning in NDG, we heard about the turbon bike path, and I would talk to cyclists. It would say, who would say, I was against the turbon bike path, even if I'm I'm a cyclist. I think basically people were against the way it was done, but uh, I was not on the council the last time. But I know that everybody on the council voted for that bike path because there was a specific context. It was the pandemic. They needed to find a way, uh, you know, they need to get to give people options uh, to be able to transit in the in the borough. So it was a decision that was taken in that context. And I understand that they did, they did not have as much time I have now to um, consult the population, you know, communicate and, and find data. So now that we had the conversation about the fact that a turbine bike path is important for the people of, of NDG, you know, uh, now the second part of our work it's to make sure that we have data. So that's why we uh, we gave a contract to uh, uh, to consultants to do a circulation study mm -hmm. and to do uh, a study basically regarding the use of, of turbine, the, the, you know, the cars, the cyclists, and everything. So we could have data, um, and they could give us also different options possible to be able to put a bike path on turbine. So that's what's going on right now. It started in September. It's going to go up to the end of the spring or beginning mm -hmm. of next summer the goal is to be able to have uh four season yeah four season right yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh and and so we could understand the um, the behavior of the people who use uh, the turban road uh, for for all of the seasons and then to discuss about the different options that they're going to give us so that's being done mm -hmm. right now we're going to have to have like the the whole conversation really uh in the spring or in the beginning of beginning of the summer so I think that's gonna make a difference because we're gonna communicate to the. We already communicating. So we told, we're, we're telling the population with the announce of Vision Vélo of Projet Montréal right, yeah. um, uh, that was released. We want to do a, a, a bike path on Turban. Uh, we gave the study. We're gonna come back to the population with the different options. We're gonna have to talk to the different institutions that are next to Turban. So the schools, the uh, you know the religious institutions, uh, the, the the families who use that, and and the people mm -hmm. who use uh, that road. So we're gonna have the conversation and make sure that we uh, put in place um, the the best the best option possible. But I understand that not everybody's gonna be happy. Yeah. And that is my role. It's our role as elected official to uh, accompany the people in the change that we're making. It's really important. Um, not to you know get into the reads on this but one of the things about bike paths is it's hard to measure the success of a bike path when it's not there <laughs> in other words when the bike path is put in 
it often occurs that people actually start mm -hmm. to use it. People who didn't even think to use a bike path before yes. are like, oh, I have a bike path that's easy now, I'm going to use it. Anyways, exactly. I'm just mentioning that. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but speaking of East-West, yes. Queen Mary. Yes. Talk to us about the Queen Mary bus lane. Well, um, this was a big accomplishment of our first year. I'm really happy that we're able to do it. People must think, well, this seems simple, you know, to put a reserve bus lane uh, on, on the street, but it was not because this conversation has been going on since for years. I was not even at the Borough Council in Coordination DG, and uh, we had this conversation already. I remember I saw article of Marvin Rotran in, 20, in 2017 was, uh, you know, he, he didn't want that that, uh, that to happen um, because it's a challenge for uh, the merchants on the streets, you know, because they have the perception that um, if clients cannot find parking, they're losing clients. Uh, so I, I heard that. Uh, we heard that and we actually add the parking on crossing streets of Queen Mary. We add meters basically mm. so we make sure that there's a there is a more um turnover. Yeah, there's a yeah there's a higher turnover of, of clients so so we heard some of their concern and, and we try to implement you know things that will help them out um but we had to move forward with uh, the reserve bustling of primary because just to, re to remind you the numbers it's eight thousand people per rush hour per day mm. using only that stretch yeah so that's 16,000 people per rush hour, and through the whole day, it's 35,000 people. It's the most, the, the, the bus lane, the 51, mm -hmm. is the bus lane that is um, used, the most populous bus lane on, on the mm -hmm. island. You know, so, uh, I've never seen the bus stop at uh, Snowden without a lineup. Yeah. Exactly. There's always a exactly. lineup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. People are using it a lot, and yeah. people, you know, from the west part of NDG, you know, they, 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 there's no metro there, so mm. the 51 is really an important bus uh, for them. So I'm really happy that we're able to move forward because there were delays of the bus uh, oftentimes on, on Queen Mary during, uh, on that stretch. So that's mm. why we had to move forward. Yeah, and I, mean, yeah. I, I can understand the arguments of some of the people that were saying, well, you know, if there's still, if it makes there's more traffic, more buses are idling, people are still waiting. But I also think, too, that, and I'll talk about Sherbrooke as an example in a second, is if you make the the bus commute easier, people will use it more. So when they we went through the same experience with Sherbrooke, and and there was a, there were similar issues. Why you know for merchants and I, I understand it, and it's a definitely valid point. Um, but also it's one side in the morning, one side in the afternoon, so it's not yeah, both sides. Yeah. Assuming it's, that Queen Mary is thirty thousand people, and also like, too is it saved me twenty to literally twenty to thirty minutes of my morning commute. Um, so the Sherbrooke, the, the on Sherbrooke the Sherbrooke, bus. sorry, the Sherbrooke oh, bus. Yeah. Sherbrooke, so okay. my commute to work is 30 minutes by public transit and it's 30 minutes by bike. Prior to, uh, the, the Sherbrooke bus lane, it was 45 minutes public transit, which made it harder to, so it definitely is a time saver for sure. And then now sure. what ended up happening right up to the pandemic is you would see three, four, five, one oh five buses, one after the other, yeah. um, a nice challenge for you is to figure out about the uh, at the end, the west end of the 105 that to get the articulated buses to be able to go around at the Elmhurst yeah, the stop. Long, that's, we need the long buses. That's a whole other issue that for for a few years from now. Yeah. No, but 
but we're taking notes of it. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I'm gonna ask my staff to take notes of it, <laughs> so yeah. we could uh, see how we could yeah. follow up. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. And I just want to say, when you know, I mean, not to, again, not to take sides. I'm like the editor. <laughs> I'm like the annoying editorialist. But uh, you know, when you talk about merchants being inconvenienced, that's understandable. Uh, but and then their 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 rebuttal is sometimes, well, the the bus lane will only save five minutes. But it's five minutes multiplied by 30,000, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's like a lifetime yeah. of minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's the productivity yeah. of all of those people multiplied by five minutes. It's huge. Yeah. It's very important. And, and the most important variable here, it's predictability. So yeah. it's not every day that you're going to have that five minutes delay. Mm -hmm. And you know where, you don't know where people are going. You don't know if their bus, uh, you know, the bus that they're going to miss at the end of the, the their uh, their trajectoire will will be yeah. pretty minutes, you know. Anyways, so I think the the most important uh, variable here it's predictability, and if we, if we could give that to the people who are using public transit, it's gonna hopefully bring more people into into our public yeah. tra transportation options, you know. Yeah. Um. Maybe also to, to just another area of the environment is uh, Publisac. So um, a few weeks ago there was a picture of yourself with Mayor Plant. In front of a big a remorque, an 18 wheeler um maybe talk a little bit about that why this is important for the borough uh how it's related to the environment for the overall plan with cycling public transit as well like changing the mindset in in the borough yeah so the city of montreal the city uh, the city council voted for uh, uh opt-in um option for for publisac instead of opt-out so right now people who don't want publisac you have that sign on your door you say right. don't give me a publicity but instead uh, the montrealers wanted a sign to say okay give me your publicity you know uh but publicity and um publicity and transcontinental basically they they they, uh, they try to use another way to continue to give publicity to the montrealers even though the the all the, ele the elected official of city council voted against it and they wanted to have an opt-in solution instead. So that's why we uh, we um, made that press conference with the mayor of Montreal in Côte d'Energie because, mm -hmm. so they found another way and they want to work with Post Canada instead. So they want to say, because Post Canada, uh, they said that they have to deliver any mail that a Canadian is asking them to to, to deliver. Mm -hmm. So Publisa is going to use Post Canada. And where do they want to start their pilot? In Côte d'Energie, the most populous borough. Mm -hmm. Well, the objective of that is to really reduce yes. at the source the waste that we make. So why would you, on top of that, choose the yeah. most populous borough to do your pilot? It's because the environment is really not your priority. And for us, post-Canada post and the, 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 mm -hmm. the, the Canada government really need to find a way to make sure that uh, they respect the, the uh, what the Montrealers want, which is to contribute as most uh, as mm. much as we can to, to uh, you well, know they, uh, they the, the climate change and reduce yeah. at the source the waste that we produce how do um how do we compare to other boroughs of other boroughs ban public or is it the same challenge for other boroughs so the whole city ban i mean okay. the whole city went for opt-in solution okay but uh if public is still gonna deliver to every Montrealers, the Publisac, so it defeats the purpose mm. of the bylaw that we voted at City Council. Okay, right. So this is really so we continue the we I mean the mayor of Montreal she she's continue um, she, she's still talking to the different uh, you know ministres at the Canada mm. at the uh, Canada government 
to make sure that our vo- that, that our voice are, is heard. And like, it doesn't make sense. You've seen the number of, of ballots. This yeah. is only for Côte de Neige and Gigi yeah. for yeah. a day. You know, there's a very for simple week, solution. There's a very, there's, there's a very simple solution. It's like the do not call list for telemarketing. If Canada Post does it, we should get a login and opt out of uh, the Publisac electronically. Mm. And then it just happens magically. Uh, I don't know. We don't understand. What, I mean, <laughs> yeah. we, we talked before the solution, but now yeah. in the meantime, uh, what I'm doing uh, at, with the city, I'm, I'm trying to find more stickers of opt-out mm-hmm. uh, so we could distribute it to the population. We're trying to see because we were already planning to have the opt-in one. So we, in, yeah. so I'm trying to see if I could at least distribute yeah. that distribute that to the people. Okay. Of you can put them in the publi sack. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, speaking of things that are difficult to sort out, we, we have to spend a moment on taxes. Yes. So uh, there's been, you know, there was a demonstration uh, organized mm-hmm. by local uh, activists uh, concerning uh, taxation. There's concern about the, the, the leap in value. I mean, you know, owners in NDG are, are uh, I guess, happy on the one hand, their properties are worth uh, a lot now. Uh, but on the other hand, they're getting some real tax bills. Can mm-hmm. you help us maybe unpack some of the misconceptions because i think there's some misconceptions in the population mm-hmm. about taxes in ndg tell us tell us what we should know what do you have to say about all this so for the increase of the value of the houses what we call the rôle foncé that, yep. that that went up in the in our borough it was um en moyenne 38 percent uh average yep. So between 30 and 40, I would say it's really different for, for, for a lot of people. Some people were really above 40, uh, but um, that doesn't equal or that doesn't mean that your tax, your, your city tax will be raised for the same amount. Right. For example, if your your house took a value of 40%, it doesn't mean that you, the bill that you're going to receive from the city will be 40%. I mean, so... The thing that will determine what will be on your bill, your, your city tax from the of your bill from the city, is what we're waiting for on November 29. So Valérie Plante and Dominique Olivier, which is the, the the person responsible of the president of the executive committee, they're gonna release how much the taxes of of the Montrealers will increase. Of they said it's not gonna be above inflation, and the mayor of Montreal actually said last Sunday at uh, Tout le monde en parle. It's going to be between three and six. Nobody knows what is the number, really. Uh, not mean that the civil servant is really a top secret operation right now that's going on. But it's going to be released on November 29. So when we're going to have that number, uh, each citizen will be able to to know uh, what will be the, what will be their 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 tax bill from the city. I don't know if it's clear. Explaining taxes in English for me, it's not something. No, easy no, you're to do. doing great. You, you, you're yeah. doing great. So basically, the city will decide. I don't know, two point five percent or something. Yeah. And if my house went up in value by thirty percent, my taxes will be higher by two point five percent. But won't it still be on the thirty percent higher number? No, it's not. It's not in the evaluation. It's going to be on the previous. Oh, really? Yeah. Against last year's? Yeah, against, it's against the, your tax, what your tax. So you're not being taxed on your evaluation. I mean, there's a formula for evaluations, and it has to do with 
uh, a calculation. I have an but idea. the tax is not. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to be taxed. You're not going to be taxed three percent more on your new evaluation. But it's separate. What the other? Yeah. The other element that mixes all up is that let's say your house increases of thirty percent. Dominique Olivier already said that that thirty percent of evaluation right. will be right. applied. Like ten percent the first year, ten percent the second uh, year, yeah. and ten percent. So see. the increase will be gradual. I so, um, so really, we need to wait for uh, we need to wait for November twenty nine. But one of the thing that we know is that us we voted for um, the freeze of our of our tax rate locally, because in each bill that we receive from the city of Montreal, there's a part of it which is the local tax. It's a part, so it's a part of uh, of that tax bill that you receive, and each borough has that. Us, we have the second lowest rate of uh, of taxes in Montreal. As so, part of the local tax, is the second lowest local, local tax. Rate, tax right? Local okay. tax. And that's me, and that's Jumle, That's mixed into. It's not a separate uh, line item on the. It's it's included in the our municipal tax bill that we exactly. get. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So uh, so so, but it's important that we we have to freeze it. Uh, because we understand that the value of the houses in Côte d'Enage and DG is high, but also because we are in an inflationist context. Right. So we could not lower the taxes in Côte d'Enage right. and DG. It doesn't make sense. Well, all the, like most of the contracts that we're giving, for example, are, are really um, above the evaluation that we thought mm -hmm. that we would pay. So we're paying really a lot more money um, as a city to be able, for example, to do saillie trottoir to reduce the... The, the the speed of the cars it's it's more money that that that, that we're paying now so we we had to be responsible and so we decided to freeze the the the, the local taxes um to be able to have the the marge demand of necessary mm -hmm. to be able to you, uh, to face you, the inflation you know I have, a, I have a funny story there were these posts for the demonstration against taxes there were posters around ndg yeah and but in some of the areas of ndg where i walk around the posters were vandalized and people wrote on them, pay your share. Uh, <laughs> you, you should you should pay your share, which highlights an interesting fact, which is I think most residents of NDG are not owners. Mm. In other words, most voters are not owners. Mm -hmm. So it's a true socialist system where the population can vote on a tax on the owners. Right. that The owners effectively do not control because they're the minority. But then the owners can increase rents. Uh, which exactly. causes another that's a good challenge, point. right? I didn't exactly. think of that. Yeah, they, still, <laughs> they still contribute because they contribute to rent, and you know the yeah. the rent. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. go go up when the 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 owner yeah. need, need to increase the okay. the rent. But uh, maybe I will conclude on this with the with the taxes and so there's two things I want to add though. Yeah. So people are often have the I mean we heard a lot of times in Podinage and DG that. Um, we are not getting our fair share. Yeah. Yeah. But what I explained when I presented the budget is that when we, uh, when we, for example, we do a park. Right. There's there's different people who contribute to that. So there's the PDE, and that we need to talk about that, which is the 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 program destinal mobilisation. So it's an amount of money that we receive right. uh, from okay. the city every year to be able to do those type of investment. Mm -hmm. It's six point eight million. And I have to say, it's less than in other part of the city, and that we need to think to talk about that. And I'm talking about it with my uh, my colleagues at Central City. Okay. There's a part that is that. There's a part that come from Central City with the different programs. So there's millions of dollars that come from Central City to pay a parks in NDG, for example. And there's a part sometimes that come from 
the federal the federal government. So people need to understand that when we redo a park, it's not only the people of Godinez and Diju pays for it. There's really multiply. Uh, I mean, different the money comes from different type of, of sources. Mm -hmm. So that's the one thing that is important to understand. The second thing is that the mayor of Montreal said it at the town hall: our fiscal system for cities is archaic. Yes, we need to rethink it because the cities now have, are being are taking responsibility for things that are, um, you know, sometimes under the provincial government yeah. responsibility. For, or, or things like you know the, the 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 rain that we had recently, the really important rain that we had, yeah. and the fact that there was you know spillover yeah. in, in the, sewers, the subway, yeah. for example, yeah. uh, spillover. We say yeah, over yeah, yeah. flooding or flooding or overflow. Yeah, yeah. backflow, backflow. Yeah. So we say one, the 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 rain that we have is caused by climate change. Why do the cities only needs to pay for this? So why it's only the the, the people who who pay the taxes in the city needs to pay for this it doesn't make it makes uh, sense and the city of montreal is old like yes. our infrastructures are so mm -hmm. old that's why we have work everywhere we mm -hmm. need to redo everything under the city because it's also yeah, we need to rethink of, to rethink all that and there's a summit la fiscalité right mm -hmm. now that is being held to talk about this and to have this conversation yeah. okay so we I'm know that your time is limited. You're running the biggest borough in the city. Mm -hmm. And we also know you have an engagement right after this. couple last things just to wrap up. So, most important two questions of the night. My daughters want to know, what's your favorite color? Oh, my God. That's the <laughs> most complicated question. It changed with time. Okay. I would say right now, my favorite color is green. Ah. Yeah, like... Nice. Vert forêt, you know. Mm, yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's my favorite color right nice. now. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And and the second question is, they want to know what's your favorite food, your favorite meal. Oh, that's something that didn't change with time. Uh, but I don't know if everybody knows it. It's uh, it's uh, Congolese food. Yeah. So it's uh, in French we call it banane plantain. So it's yes. uh, plantain. For Plantains, sure. Plantain. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, I love plantain oh, and plantain yeah. with um, red beans. There's a oh, way mm. in like our part of Congo how we do red beans. Mm -hmm. Both together, it's it's my favorite. Is place there a restaurant? In, is there a restaurant in our borough that does that dish? Because we want to try. Um, not the no. way I like it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because like uh, there's for example asian food yeah. that has plantain right. um asian jamaican food that has plantain yeah. they do it different differently i would okay. say mm -hmm. there's also asian food that they have red beans but it's mixed with rice so it's okay. not what i'm nice. talking about we're gonna have to do we'll a plantain maybe, and, uh, show. but i will ask you for the recipe because yeah. i'm sure my daughters will want to try it so yeah. you know what i'll yeah maybe okay. next okay. next podcast I come, I, I, I come over Cooking and we... Show. we Excellent. Yeah, we'll do it live, Just live video. Yes. Before we break, I want to play a clip from our last interview of a year ago. Where okay. We're going to try and do a little bit of a victory lap. So I hope you can, I hope everyone can hear it. Here we go. Because I think it's really important about, you know, um, uh, diverse, how important diversity and inclusion is. Uh, and and, and um, we, need to, we need to represent all people. And what better way than to reflect the cultural diversity of the world? So, Something tells me that this is not, this is just one chapter in the story yeah. of Gracia. Because, <laughs> like, hopefully, hopefully you'll remember us when you That's move right. on <laughs> to your next, uh, because, uh, 
I mean, there, there you go. That's that's the clip. And, you know, there you oh go. Here we are God. living the dream, right? As predicted on NDG Winning. That's right. <laughs> yes, Wonderful. you said it first. Yes. So, uh, so uh, thank you so much yeah, for your thank time. Thank you. Merci beaucoup. It was and, great. Uh, we're going to uh, we're going to pause the recording here, and and thank we hope you you'll come much. back. Yes, and looking forward to speaking to you soon and seeing yeah, you soon. Thank you very much. Every year, or maybe more often, if, if oh, there's perfect. more pressing issue, I would be happy to come thank back. You. Anytime. Thank you. Wow. Okay. Wow. Great. That great. Was, another great interview. What a great way to kick off the new season. Yeah, you know, it's it's yeah. like sixty minutes their their season premiere. They'll get you know I don't know you know the, the could, creme de la creme of could we people. could we flatter ourselves sure and say to ourselves that it was worth the wait for our listeners. Yes, I think we, <laughs> let's do fair, that. Yeah, I think it's fair to uh, say okay. that. Fair to say that. So we got to do something that's not politics, right? You and I have covered the grocery scene store. Uh, the Pravi goes. The many grocery seeds. The yes, many groceries. Oh, yeah. Groceries. Yes. We've covered cafes. Yeah. We need to cover a topic we've never covered before, and we think it deserves a show unto itself. But this is like a teaser. Like we're gonna, we want to sort of put our toe in the topic, and then do a whole show on. Let me guess. AI dumpling. Oh, AI dumpling. <laughs> now you're making me hungry. No, no. That's also worth the show, but it's the Akavan. Right, the Akavan with an S. <laughs> as as uh, as my buddy JB, who plays in in my band, to go on on fire playing at the Wheel Club on November twenty fifth, said to me, Akavan A and Akavan B. Aha! Uh-huh. But which is A and which is B? That's a good question. So, what I love about this topic mm-hmm. is you and I don't see it the same way. Right. All right. I couldn't care less. Mm-hmm. That in some bizarre version of grocery shopping, right. this store is cut in half, violently separated, uh-huh. meats from dry goods, <laughs> nuts from rice. <laughs> if I want to go to Ackerman, which I have in the past, uh-huh. to get some meat, and then I let's say I park at the meat location, which is, uh-huh. I don't know, you want to call that B? Sure, and then I, I need some nuts and some olives and mm-hmm. stuff. So I'll walk to A mm-hmm. and then walk back to my car. I, mm-hmm. I don't care. But what do you think? My issue yeah. is they, you know, they moved to Saint-Jacques and I think just that in itself, I think a lot of people that were able to bike and walk to when it was That's on a Sherbrooke. huge issue. That's, That's one a separate thing. issue. But it's a add huge to issue. that the fact yeah. that if I need to go do my groceries and I go to Akavan A, I buy my stuff, I have to go to the cash at Akavan A, I got to schlep the bags with me to Akavan B, I got to buy at Akavan B, I got to, and apparently there's an Akavan C, someone mentioned. Someone told me there's a But I haven't seen the C yet. I haven't seen the C yet. Uh, and then I have to pay again. It it's it's not conducive for me to. It's less motivating for me to go there because of that. Um, now, in their defense, um, they had to move by a certain date, and because of the pandemic, the construction got delayed. So I think they were faced with a move deadline, and needed to get. And apparently, there is going to be some sort of interior corridor at some point. 
to connect the A to the B to the C. Like a, a, a like a one of those beams in Star Trek where you you like zzz from one star to the other. Yes, in, a way, like in, that, in yeah. a way, in a way, but it's not it's not conducive. And if already you're 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 impacting a your clientele who like the proximity, and you make it even that little bit harder to do your shopping when you're there. My concern, well, not my concern, but what could end up happening is for them, it could be a loss of, loss of business. Now, listen, I could be wrong, but throw in uh, minus 20 degrees. Um, and again, now it's, it's, it's public transit or vehicle to get to. And, and we guess... should, we should get, we'd love, to, I'd love to have a, yeah. The owner of Akavan on, so we can have a good discussion yeah, about we it. we have to do yeah. that. Well, you know, hopefully in the Facebook, uh, in NDG winning Facebook, people mm. will comment, and yes. this might start a uh, lively discussion about Akavan's A and B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, feedback would be, we'd love to hear what people think yeah. about it. So, yeah. uh, Dave, this has been really a treat, uh, getting back together with you. You haven't changed and, a bit. Oh, you, uh, <laughs> I live in your glow. <laughs> So uh, wishing all of our listeners the very best in NDG, mm -hmm. and uh, we'll see you again soon. For sure. Talk to you later. Take care. Bye.